Hello. Thanks for listening to Tea with Terry. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. And if you are, we'd appreciate you hitting the like button and maybe leaving a review and uh, also subscribing. If you'd like to contact us, reach out to us on Instagram at Tea with Terry Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hey, Terry. Hi, Steve. How are you? I, I am doing just fine and dandy. How about you? On this lovely monday i've decided that you know everybody's like monday boo so i decided a couple weeks ago that it was ridiculous for me to feel guilty for swimming in my own pool on a weekday what why would it only be a weekend activity because i never do i always feel like it's supposed to be you know like a weekend kind of a thing i went on the youtube and looked up like some you know, some exercises. So I basically ran four marathons in my pool today. And then I floated to the side and I read a book and then I did some more jumping and hopping and water ballet or whatever. And then I went back and read some more of my book and then I got a sunburn and then I needed essential oils and now I feel fine. So it was a great Monday. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to talk about essential oils at the close of the show because you were, you teased us a couple weeks ago about roll-on tea tree oil. Oh, yeah. Let's just let everybody quiver with anticipation as we're going towards that thing. Sure. So anyway, I have a new idea for a new tea that we should start trying for Tea for Terry. Okay. In, in light of social justice. Okay. Okay. So here's my idea. I like black tea, uh, yes. which is English breakfast tea is what they call it. Or Lipton, as I told you, is one of my <laughs> the favorite. land of Lipton. Yeah, yes. you know the you know the exotic, but there's also something called white tea. There is white tea. I have it in my house, and I, I know you like it. I remember when we were at the hospital with my dad, you brought us some white tea, and we had it, and it's it's awesome. But I'm thinking, okay, but we have. And there's pour- also green tea. Right, but green tea isn't going to mess my social justice idea. Oh. So, okay. th- so thanks for derailing. Uh, now we have to start all over. Again. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Black tea I'm and white tea. Okay. Are we going to mix them together and make it prettier? Well, this is it. So uh, I'm looking on my shelf and I've got black tea in there in its own container and I have white tea in its own container. It's apartheid in my pantry. And I didn't like that. So I said, let me try to put them together. And so I brewed some tea with white and black tea together. And it was delicious. It was good. Huh? It was very good, very smooth. And so I'm thinking about branding a new tea, having white and black together, and I'm going to call it whack tea. Whack? Yeah, white and black tea. W-H-A-C-K. Whack. Whack tea. I, I'm not offended, but someone will be. So we'll wait and see how that rolls out well, for you. How would that be offensive? I mean, I this don't know. That's why I said I'm not offended, but it, it is going to be offensive. So what if I call we'll it? We'll just wait I, and see how that rolls out for you. Well, what if we call it blight tea? I think that would be worse. Yeah, I'm not feeling good about this. This, um, you know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. You don't think it's a good idea? It's taste. I think I just took two steps back from this, and I'm going to stick with Earl Grey <laughs> and green tea. Is what I'm saying. And maybe I shouldn't be the champion for social justice, is what you're saying. And see, that's the thing. Like, we don't know what is offensive because maybe it's not supposed to offend us, but it's offensive. But how is mixing black and white together becoming being offensive? I'm telling you, I don't know. But we can't. I just feel I, I, like it's offensive somehow. I don't understand. I don't know. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Think about it. Because, I mean, just think of But I'm going to stick with Earl Grey with a hint of vanilla. I mean, there's nothing offensive about that. But just think about it. You, when somebody said, what kind of tea is this? This tea is whack. I mean, it just, it rolls off the tongue. I mean, that could be Starbucks' new the flavor. crack what? is whack. <gasps> Maybe that's why it's offensive. Because Whitney Houston, when she did her reality show, and she said that, Bobby, crack is whack. 
Okay. That's what makes me think of that. Okay. Well, then that. All right. <laughs> you convinced me. Okay. Whack tea is out. Damn. Yeah. I, don't I thought think I had. I thought I had solved all of social ills with my new tea idea. And you were just gonna be like, hey, y'all, let's just have a cup of tea. Just mix it all in there and let's just feel good. Oh, well, conceptually. Right, let's, uh, let's stop segmenting tea. Let's stop putting tea by itself. Let's show the teas that they can go together and they can blend. It's a symbol like of the world. But I think like black tea is very tasty and white tea is very tasty. So we're not supposed to not see color. Like we're supposed to appreciate what things are for what they are. Well. Like not mix it and dilute what they are. So you have to appreciate something for what it is. So right. But sometimes when you mix them together they're even better. Well, I mean. Kind of like whenever the chocolate bar landed in the peanut butter and then Dracula was like oh this is good and then they created well, we Reese's know. Cups that's my like uh, that's my favorite thing chocolate and peanut butter see you know, see what I'm, I'm trying to say it's I can't say whack now because it's blight that's blight it's, right there yeah where did it you need to keep working on that bring it back <laughs> bring it back <laughs> to me later I gotta, gotta have to gotta marinate that idea yeah, a little bit longer you're gonna have so. to yeah okay so talking about the social justice stuff I remember you were telling me the story about a Mr. Rogers episode that you liked did like Mr. Rogers. I did grow up with Mr. Rogers. I did feel like he knew me. I do think that man really was as nice as we all thought that he was. Um, but I did love and with all the things that have been going on lately, they did show a little clip and I don't even know what exactly it was in reference to, but you know, you think of the time period that this was filmed and the mailman was a black man and so mr rogers it was a hot day and he went into his little yard and he had a little baby pool he's putting his feet in the water because it was a hot day and the mailman was delivering the mail it was super hot outside and he was like hey mailman joe and he said pull up a chair come roll your pants leg up come put your feet in the pole with me and he did and they did and they sat there and they talked about the neighborhood and how great it was and and that was such a big moment that he really? invited you know this black man to intimately share a, a swimming pool water or, or whatever just time spent in a way that maybe wasn't happening at that time well, you know you know it is funny when you look back at things from the prism of today and you don't really realize uh how important like we talked about it before with star trek yes. that like uhura on the bridge but you got to think about think about it. so this is in the 1960s not just as we're in the middle of civil rights but also we're still we're deep into the cold war we're only 15 years out of the war with japan Yet the bridge of Star Trek had Uhura, Uhura, the black woman in an officer position on the bridge. Spock, who was the alien, he represents a complete new culture. You got Sulu, who is Japanese, and Chekhov, who is Russian. That's the bridge crew. And they're all and so, doing it harmoniously. That's that's pretty radical in a 1960s series. Right. Well, all those little bitty things that happened that show the Huxtables, you know, were it was a whole new way to see things. But I think he kind of always gave me the creeps. He did do a lot, even though he was doing a lot of bad. Who? Bill Cosby. Oh. But God love Lisa Bonet. And she's married to the Hawkeye from Game of Thrones. Lisa Bonet. God, that is a name I haven't heard in... In forever in a day. Well, she's married to that amazing um, um, Cal Drogo. Oh, the guy that the guy that played Cal yes, Drogo in the in the Game of Thrones. Oh, they probably got to have some amazingly cute kids. Oh my gosh, they're amazing. The whole family and like he's from Hawaii, so they're like super all the time outdoors, fitness, you know, surfing, running, hiking, camping, eating coconuts. 
Uh, I mean, I'd love to go back to Hawaii again, but I just don't know if they've got a really good way to get everything sanitized so travel is going to be normal again. It's not a perfect process. Like, you just have to do the best you can. And there really is no shame in getting the virus if you've done the best that you can do not to get it, if that makes sense. Well, I don't think there's shame in getting the virus. Well, you'd be surprised. There is a lot of shame. People are not very understanding at all. And people that I know haven't told people because they don't want to be have people say, well, you were irresponsible or you should have gone to Betty's birthday or why did you walk the dog or why did you oh, go to well, Target? If I ever get you know, sick and then somebody tries that on me, it's not going to be a pleasant conversation. Well, I'm just saying. Because I'm like, look, it's a virus. And you know what? It's It happens. And I had to go through it and you didn't. So, you know, and then I would throw some explicatives at them. Because you can't shame somebody for getting sick. Well, no. Unless that person. Are you a sick, are you a sick shamer? Do you sick shame? Well, I mean, you know, I'm going to be honest. If Zoe and Thor just went to a COVID party and threw money in a hat to see who could test positive first, yeah, I'd be a little pissed. Like, I'd be like, how okay, stupid but that, are you? That's different. that's different than saying, well, you know, you went to a birthday party and got sick. Or you went to no, a show and got sick. I'm not. But are, you, but are you the shamer? Do you do shaming? No, of course not. Okay, I just want to make sure that you're not a shamer because, you know, it's... It, are you a shamer? I don't shame anybody for anything except for ridiculous concepts. That's not true. When have I ever you shamed you? shamed me many times <laughs> i'm trying to think okay the luggage okay okay that was all right I felt a little okay shamed. showing okay sh- maybe i was ashamed and not i, shamed. Gonna, I don't think like, you I, I, I don't think you were ashamed either i think you were like very proud of You're your right. strategy because <laughs> it worked out because we wouldn't have had enough room for my big ass luggage and your big ass luggage and your You're luggage right. was more You're important right. in your eyes than my luggage was so i don't think you were ashamed at all i think you and keith when y'all got into the hotel room the first night said did you see their faces and high-fived each other no we would never have done that that would be dishonest it wasn't oh, it wasn't like okay. that okay sure okay <laughs> i mean i did feel a little bit of luggage shame you know i did it got over it pretty quickly I, though yeah i got over it real fast like that's like one of you your know, uh your superpowers superpowers it's true i have never shamed I can you terry sleep anywhere or um just let the shame roll off my back like, yeah. what have i ever shamed I you i've never shamed you well that'll be on, uh, on my next list i don't know i'm gonna have to take some time with now, it I, I have been i, I have been know. dumbfounded by things that you've said before but anyway, you said that you have uh, another update on how the robots are out to get you. Okay, what's going on? Okay, so every day, I, I did not set this up. It must just come, uh, the robot that lives inside your phone just figures out stuff for you. <laughs> so every day I get, it says CoStar, and it's your day at a glance. So I guess my phone, most people probably get it in the morning. I started getting it in the afternoon, and now I get it at night because I guess it thinks that I'm in my afternoon and when it's really it, night. It just monitors when you start moving around, yeah. and it knows that's your morning. So you're so it so, probably gets those alerts at around 6 o'clock, I guess. Well, tonight it was 10.15. So, yeah, you know, it's, hey. It's, 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 just, it's an adaptive learning system. And I do have a lot of stuff to do tonight, so it actually is my afternoon. Okay, the one the other day, like, honestly, this is what it said get your shit together and i was like you're right like i really probably should do that so i mean my day at a glance does no things about me so today my day at a glance it says construct a friendly relationship with your body so i'm gonna try to get on that at 10 16 okay. at night that sounds that sounds dirty 
Well, maybe that's why it came in at night. I don't know. Okay, we'll just put that away. Hey, I think you should construct a uh, a personal relationship with your body, if you know what I mean. Right. Well, I'm like, my day at a glance, what happened to like, (laughs) smell the roses, they're probably pretty, or find a path and don't take that one, or, you know, something bigger than get yourself together and then go and like your body. So your advice is to smell roses because they're pretty and to find a path and not take it. (laughs) Maybe your robot knows what it's doing. I think my robot's been tilted. I need to shake it up a little bit. It either knows me too well or it's forgotten who I really am because we all know that I know that I love my nose. So... And your wrists. And And my wrists and my feet and my toenails, honestly, have been painted constantly, like never nonstop since I was about 18. We're not going through the toenail conversation again. Well, just since I was like 18 years old, like that was especially going on a vacation, I never would have gone without painting toenails. toenails But during quarantine, I have not put that poison and my feet look so fresh. I mean, I wish somebody was here to take a picture. They are just, they're healthy. They're pretty. Okay, I could go on for hours. Are are your feet so far away from your hands that you can't take your own picture of your feet? Well, I mean, I want someone else to enjoy it. I know what my feet look like. I'm looking at them now. Well, take a picture of your feet and send it to me, and then I'm going to Photoshop it on all kind of random people. Oh, perfect. Take a picture of your wrist, your feet, and just your nose, and then I'm going to blend it into all kind of different celebrities, and you have to figure out who the celebrity was before they got the nose, wrist, and foot job. Well... But everybody's <laughs> face goes with their nose. So that could be I could blend, that could I could be blend creepy. It. You I could take my it. perfect nose and break it. Like it wouldn't be so perfect if it was on, let's say, Heather Locklear. Well, let's, or, let's try you know. it. Just give me give me the perfect nose picture of the perfect nose. Okay. And then we're gonna see what we can do with that. I'm happy. I'm happy to try. <laughs> Question. All right. Where and where were you when you got your first cell phone? Uh, I was at my first sales engineering job and EDS. Oh no, 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 no. This was a uh, cascade. What did it look like? It was a small little black okay. flip phone. So it would like fit in your pocket. They all fit in my pocket. I have big pockets. So I like cargo. So pants. the first self will ask me, well, I, but I'm not interested in that. Okay. Well, I was living <laughs> in Mexico city. Oh, so you're going to tell me, I, I'm, do I need to act? I'm sorry, Terry. Hey, you know what I was just thinking about the other day? What cell phone did you get first time? Okay. Well, I moved to Mexico City right after... Keith did the bait and switch, you know. We were supposed to move to Paris. So then like two weeks before Keith is leaving, and he comes in and he's like, I've got something to tell you. You're not going to want to sit down. So I'm like, okay. He's like, we're moving to Mexico. And I'm like, where's that? So he's like, yeah, we're moving to Mexico and we're not moving to Paris. So at first I was like, dang nabbit, like I had, and then I was like, wait a minute, this is better. Because really, if you look at a map, I mean, Mexico City is three hours. I really didn't want to be that far away from my, from my parents, you know, they're whatever. So I then got very excited about moving to Mexico. So Keith went in first and he stayed for a, probably about two weeks and I lived with my parents. And then I went down and we went to look at places to live. And that's when the reality was setting in. Like I was freaking out. Like I was freaking out. So when I moved there and I flew there by myself with Cujo, when I got off the plane, Keith had my first phone. So it was like a gift. It was like, you've come here. So now I've got you a present. And it was big, Steve. Like it was as big as a 
Well, what year was this? It would have been 1993. Yeah, see, my first was in 97. Yeah, but do you ever remember? The, well, first of all, I just want to state that was the singularly longest where I got my first cell phone story I have ever heard in the history of cell phone stories. Well, I was trying to give a backstory. I couldn't just be like, I got off the plane and then there was my phone. You actually could. You could have said, well, we moved to Mexico City. I knew I was a little bit nervous and it was my first time. And so when I got off the plane, Keith had bought me a phone. Wouldn't that be the same story? Okay. Well, you're the editor, so it probably will end up that no, I'm way. Just saying, but I'm saying, yes, that's a lot of, of really... Well, did you even know that I was supposed to move to Paris? Yeah, you told me that many times. I didn't know Keith spoke fluent uh, French. Well, we went to Paris together. You didn't hear him buzzing no, it out No, I didn't hear him we buzzing it out. I heard him missing... I heard, I heard him talking to John McEnroe <laughs> trying to get us into the underground. So, so, Terry, yet again, the amazing... Tea tree roll-on story is going to have to wait until we do. But we're going to try to do two episodes this week because we missed one. So, Well, I'm just going to tell you this so fast. Okay, tea tree roll-on, the best thing that it's good for? Is uh, is foot fungus. You got it. Well, and, and erectile That's dysfunction. It. I don't know about that. But every day when I take a shower, I roll it on all 10 of my toes. And my toenails, honestly, you know I love my feet. Now I love my toenails. Well, I, I thought, I, I, they haven't had paint on them in a very long time because of COVID. And my feet are so healthy and my toenails are so healthy. And it's tea tree oil. I thought your toenails were healthy because of um, Palmarosa oil. That's what you told me the last time. Well, that was a that was a like a balm that I was putting on. But now every single day I use the tea tree roll-on for so my why did you use it? You can put it on a bug bite. Well, you can put it on whatever you want, uh, except... Well, it would help if you put it on the bug bite. Why would it help? It's an antifungal. Why is it going to help a bug well, bite? Well, it's because of um, like inflammation and like itching and stuff. But that's not stuff. what tea tree oil is for. It's, it's it, antifungal. That is one of its properties, yes. Check. But it has other properties? Yeah, I don't for think sure. it does. Well, I just told you that it did. Well, but so. you also told me that palmarosa oil fixes arthritis, which it Well, doesn't. I said that we didn't know that I it know doesn't. I know it doesn't. Has that ever been proven? <laughs> what? Okay. Well, you can't prove a negative, but there's no studies to say that palmarosa oil magically got rid of my arthritis. I rest my case, Judge. How That's is that it. rest? You know what? This, let me tell you how this rest I your case. I accept your apology. Okay, here. I'm going to give you the example of how one person uh, that I love dearly uh, tried to tell me that this group, their prophecies were always correct. And this is the example she used. And this is this will relate directly to your Palmarosa story. So she said, look, they got the word from heaven that there was going to be a major earthquake in California. That Andreas Fault was going to break off and it was going to happen on this day. So they started a prayer chain. It started in Los Angeles and it moved south to San Diego and went all the way north up into Sacramento and San Francisco. And when the day came, the earthquake didn't happen. San Andreas Fault didn't, didn't happen. The miracle happened. Oh, it got saved. No, it didn't. There was no earthquake. It was going to. And I, I was driving. I literally almost drove off the road. And she said, and she goes, now do you believe? And I'm like, wait. And I was, like, uh, I was like, wait, wait, wait. I'm getting a message from God. There's about to be a meteor hit our car. Oh, God, don't hit our car. The meteor didn't happen. It's a miracle. Right. And she, and she looks at me and she goes, you just don't believe. And she wouldn't talk to me. And I was like, okay. But anyway, oh, so that man. way. So, so, so the that fact fair. that the earthquake didn't happen didn't mean that a miracle saved San Andreas' fault. Just like the fact that I can't find a case where somebody says that palmer oil soil would well, no wait wait, let, wait, me, wait I, said, I don't, let me finish that be, uh, mrs i don't interrupt you uh that just because i can't find a case saying that palmer oil doesn't treat arthritis 
that somehow means it treats arthritis. Well, your obsession with Pomerosa. No, I'm just, I'm trying to understand. You're the oil expert. I'm the novice. Okay. Okay. But today is tea tree. So I'm just telling you. But it all builds on top of it. They're all part of of the essential oil pyramid. We know that frankincense is the top of the pyramid. It's the king of all oil. Tea tree is good for insect repellents. So it well, keeps that's bugs a, that's away a repellent, but that's not for the bites. It's good for it, it smells bad. That's why it's good. It, you know, menthol's good as an insect repellent too because it stinks. Okay, it's an antiseptic for minor cuts and scrapes. It boosts wound healing. So that's why you put it on your boo boo. It fights acne. So it is in a lot of. Um, face creams that I use. But where where are you getting your data? But you can also combine tea tree with other oils that do different things and put them in a roller. So you can put three different oils that it's good for more than one thing. And it can be mixed with other oils. Okay. It's just part of a recipe, like if you're baking a cake. But it was, okay. But it, okay. But this is gets back into our longer standing debate that most of these are just uh, anecdotal evidence and none of it's like scientifically proven. well the next time you see my toenails you're going to be like hey it worked didn't it? i but i'm telling you terry you know what you can do stop using the tea tree and start putting baby oil on your toenail every day and i bet you they're gonna look just the same no it'll dry them out i'm not gonna do that no, not, not baby oil no baby oil would dry it out no they squeeze babies they get baby oil it's fresh it's it's like stem cells for your, your bananas that's nasty how about do, let's do a scientific experiment you have for that you have two feet one foot keep putting the the, the tea oil stuff on it and the other foot Let's roll on baby oil for two weeks, and then let's look. At, let's take a picture of your feet, and I'll try to figure out which one was tea tree and which one was baby oil. And I won't be able to tell the difference because they're both going to look fabulous. But what, why would I do that? To science. To prove to the world that baby oil is a, a great cost-effective alternative to tree tree oil to make your toenails and cuticles look beautiful. I just don't like baby oil. Okay, well, so now it's all about your preference. Why would I want to make my skin in perfect condition just to do an experiment for you and ruin my feet. Because it's for the betterment of all humankind. And they're like, we never had this experiment done. And then, boom, Terry Zielinski, the great communicator, is also now the great scientist. Well. So anyway, Terry, so I, I'm glad we, we got to wrap this up. Like I said, this is going to be a short week where we're going to try to stuff two into one week. So we'll have our T-shirt oh. contest on the next episode. So everybody should um, listen in try to get it we're going to give it a little bit more of a narrow scope of what episodes it's from so you 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 should be able to get it a little bit quicker and um any last words you want to add for this week well it's monday <laughs> wow <laughs> you sw- go yeah. swim in your pool if you have one if you don't uh just come over to mine just let me know when you're going to be there and i wasn't ready inside. for such deep thoughts on your closing that was beautiful i'm <laughs> tearing up uh, a little bit clamp, but I'll get over okay. it. But, all right. Well, then I will talk to you later this week and have fun soaking every day in the pool. Okay. Well, cheers. And I will talk to you later on this week. Dawn, that's the end.